We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new year, 2017. Already, you are disappointing. Boy, uh, not only on a geopolitical level, but on a personal health-wise level. Uh, So what better to start off the ominousness, no, the forebodingness of a new year, but the music of Carl Orff. That's right, Carmina Burana, and not just the famous parts, we're doing the whole thing! So, uh, when, um, you know, when Trump got elected, I was like, well, you know, maybe he won't be the stereotypical Republican, he'll do things to surprise us. Uh, I had no idea it was going to be surprise you, but in the totally wrong direction. Like the, like the, yeah, like the villain is not just a villain. He's like the mega super ultra villain. He's been in, uh, in the white house for what? Eight days now, seven days. And, uh, has already assigned so many executive orders just thoroughly designed to piss people off. He's doubling down on his promise to build the wall between us and Mexico. Yeah, it's it, that was not expected. Uh, not great. Uh, also, uh, in health news, mine specifically, because that's what I care about, uh, I have managed to screw up my back somehow. Don't know how. This is the most baffling part of the whole thing is that, uh, oh wait, music's, uh, building up. Here we go. Ooh. So, I, I, uh, went to bed, uh, a week ago, Wednesday night. I wake up Thursday, my back's a little off. And then I start moving around, I do stuff, I walk the dog, whatever, it's okay, it's not great, but whatever. And then I start, uh, working, and it becomes unbearable. And I'm just like, oh, dear God. And I'm, like, taking conference calls, but I'm, like, lying on the floor. And then I'm lying on my stomach. And, like, nothing, nothing is making it better. disappointed nobody does that last bit of that part fast enough for me i want dun, 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 dun. i like it i want it really peppy i want it to be like really building something and then they, they just kind of all do it just like dun, 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 dun. and it's like come on man we're swinging for the fences let's go uh so originally i was going to do like the other works of carl orff because all anybody knows is carmina barana and i was just like hey he's got other stuff And I poked around, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to put on some whatever. I want it to be, like, the good stuff. 
Although I have to say, this second movement that's coming up is uh, actually now, because, you know, this first part, O Fortuna, so overplayed. You've seen it in every movie trailer, game trailer, whatever. It's just so overplayed. But the second part, I really like. This part. Oh, I love that. Oh, he's... <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, back to the backstory. Uh, front to the backstory. So, uh, I finally go to the doctor. And, uh, well, actually, I get, a, I get one of those standing desks because we've had so many layoffs around the office. There's just stuff laying around. So, I, I uh, grab one of those standing desks, which in our office, they're just like a thing that you lay on top of the regular desk. And then you can, like, crank it up and down, you know, if you want to. Um, so it's not like, you know, buying a whole new desk. So, uh, I, I do that and I start standing more and my back feels better. So I'm like, okay, well, at least this is something I can do. So then, and thank goodness I do this podcast standing up. Otherwise, bleh. so then I, um, I, I go to the doctor finally and he wrenches my legs around and my arms around and my feet around and all this stuff. And he's like, okay, well. Here's what I think it is. So we've done no MRIs, no x-rays, no nothing. This is what he thinks it is. He's like, uh, there's a wall. We're going to build that wall, goddammit. There's a wall. Uh, oh, wait, here's another great part. Ugh, so good. That part they get right. Ta-da-da-da! Uh, so, um, there's a wall between, uh, that, that goes outside of your discs in your spinal column. So the, the, the discs in your spinal column, they're the, the squishy bits that, uh, keep your spinal column from just like compressing and doing, you know, bone on bone. So there's this wall that if anything happens the spinal the the disc pushes out a little bit the wall keeps it in check so what he's saying is my wall broke and then the disc gets inflamed or something and then pushes out and then pinches my sciatic nerve and the sciatic nerve is the one that goes from your lower back through your butt and into your leg and it hurts hurts real bad and it's one of these things too where it's like i don't i don't i like i'll get a shooting pain into me sometimes i can't tell why like am i sitting too much on this side am i leaning too far forward i don't know so that's the latest thing this has been going on for like a week and a half now so we're gonna see how it goes Okay, let's see. So we got the two big topics out of the way now. Uh, let's see what we've... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, so... Um, you know, I, I, we were talking about, you know, 2016, what a bummer it is, all these people died, Trump got elected, all this stuff. And I somehow it reminded me of um, Sinatra's It Was a Very Good Year. 
And, you know, so I was thinking, oh, somebody should do a parody of that. Like, you know, in 2016, it was a terrible year. And then just like listing all the people who died and Trump and all that. Uh, but then I realized when he's singing the song, like, I get that, you know, the sort of narrator of the song is like, oh, this year was great and this year was great. And I get that the whole idea was like the the year now that he is singing in is terrible, even though he doesn't actually say that. But if you listen to the song, it's so depressing. I mean, and not and not in the content either. The content is actually kind of positive. It's like this year was great and this year was great. And 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 when he says it's a very good year, he's not being ironic. I mean, he lists all the stuff, although the stuff is, you know, it's sort of like uh, a few of my favorite things. Oh, there's I I'm not ready to segue yet, but damn it if I was, that would be the segue. Uh it's like it's a bunch of dumb stuff that's like, "Wow, dude, you are a, you are a simple simple man." That uh like, ooh, there we go. Ooh, there's some nice thunder. Yeah, let's do that. Mm. Um no, that's like one of the things is like uh, beautiful girls who walk down the street. It was super neat. It was a very good year. Something like that. Uh, you know, simple things. Uh, you know, it's just like, and it, 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 I guess it makes sense. Like, because I think that's the year when he's 19 and he's just horny as all get out. And he's just like, can't stand it anymore. Yeah, this is the super boring part of Carmina Burana where you can just take a nap and be like, whatevs. So, <clears throat> so, um, we, so for the holidays, uh, we needed something different and, uh, we went to go visit Miriam's brother's wife's family with Miriam's brother and his wife. So we we start and we're hanging out with Miriam's brother and his wife. And then we do that for a couple of days. And then we go to Ala, Alamosa, Ala, Alamosa, Alamosa, Colorado. And if you go like five minutes outside, of, we never actually went to Alamosa. We, we, we stayed on the outskirts where you there's just nothing. I mean, it's just there aren't even trees. It's just flat and then mountains. And the mountains are great. Don't get me wrong. The mountains are cool, but the mountains are very far away. And it's just, it's just this big flat valley and, uh, with snow. And you're in this log cabin and there's like, I don't know, 15 people in this cabin. And... Uh, you know, so we get there, what, uh, the day after Christmas, I think, or something? Anyway, uh, I'll just jump to the really disastrous part. So, we were there, and the, the mom of the house decides... Well, actually, I think everybody was like, yay, let's watch a movie. So they put on uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which 
is interesting. I had never seen it all the way through before. I'd only seen, you know, little pieces. It's an interesting movie because it is, yet again, a movie with no plot, right? There is no story to that movie. The only story really is Clark trying to get the house lights, the, the Christmas lights on the front of the house on, which he spends the entire movie doing. And then him sort of obsessing over the fact that his Christmas bonus got canceled. And so there's that too, which actually doesn't evolve at all until the very, very end. But I have to say, you know, even though this was my, the same critique I gave of uh, Grown Ups 2, they managed to pull it off. You know, like, you could say National Lampoon's... See, now, Doug Benson, he's got me trained. He's got me trained to use the full title every time. National Lampoon's uh, Vacation, when they... when You know, that, that doesn't have any story either. I mean, it's got... It's one of these, you know, quest movies. So, I guess, in my definition, a quest movie really has no story to it. I mean, if you look at Lord of the Rings... It's just a bunch of people walking, and then they meet stuff. But there's no actual story to it. It's just, you know, there's there's no... Yeah, there's just no plot. I mean, it's just a series of unfortunate events tied all together. But then again, I don't know. I guess you could kind of make that case that that's sort of everything. Uh, I don't know, like... Well, not really. I mean, like, Star Wars... Star Wars... There is an arc there, right? Like, Luke Skywalker starts off as the young farm boy and then gets pulled into this other world. And then, you know, he he develops. He, you know, he learns the ways of the Force and then he becomes this amazing fighter pilot. And then he winds up, you know, it's like his character develops. He develops, you know, you watch any of the National Lampoon movies, Lord of the Rings, like, nobody really develops. They're kind of the same person from the beginning movie to the end of the movie, and some stuff happened in between. So, but the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, they actually managed to pull off just a bunch of bits, right? Which is all that movie is. None of the bits tie into each other, none of the bits mean anything in terms of relating to any of the other bits. They're just these standalone bits of, uh, you know, stuff going wrong. And they managed to pull it off. It's actually a genuinely funny movie, even though there is no plot. Whereas Grown Ups 2, it, the jokes just aren't funny. I mean, look, I love Nick Swartzen <laughs> getting the crap beat out of him, but that's kind of it, Right. So, uh, so anyway, so we start off the evening with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Movie ends, it's probably like, nine o'clock by that point. And then the mom is like, okay, mind you, there's 12 or 15 people in this house. People have been drinking, including myself, which there's a moral at the end of this story too. Uh... And it's been a party, right? It's raucous. We've just seen this outrageous comedy. Like, people are kind of like, it's only 9 o'clock. People are kind of wound up. And then the mom says, yeah, okay, everybody. Bad news. That attitude is done. We're going to now watch Sound of Music. I want my German grandmother to watch Sound of Music. I kind of got the impression she had never seen it before. Uh 
Um, but I no more shenanigans. No more talking during the movie. No more funning around. We're done. We're gonna. This is it. We're watching this movie, and it was um, a bad idea uh, because uh, you know people have other ideas, and you know it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. So at some point, I can't remember how far we get into the movie. By the way, quick tangent about Sound of Music. Um, it's it's a pretty good movie. I hate to admit it, um, but what's really great about it is all the bits between Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer, who plays the Von Trapp dad. And it's interesting because their dynamic is one of which he, it seems like he's trying to really test her. I, I The way I thought of the movie originally was like, oh, the kids are the ones that are constantly like pushing against her and challenging her and trying to get her to leave and all that stuff. But no, not so. It, it's the kids are seem they seem very pleasant. It seems to be Christopher Plummer's character. That's really like, I'm going to challenge you. And if you can, you know, if you can step up and be that, then that's great. But I, I have no problem firing you because I've fired everybody else. Uh, one of the great quotes uh, from The Sound of Music that I wrote down um, was, uh, oh, well, this is, this is just from one of the kids. They say, how else would we get father's attention? A game, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I screwed that up. The kids are just misbehaving, and then they just say, how, how else would we get father's attention? Oh, but here's the Christopher Plummer quote. Uh, the wool of the black sheep is just as warm. Ah, all right. Makes you think. Um, so so I, I can't remember at what point I bailed out way before the Nazis show up, because, you know, there, there are Nazis in this movie. But... I guess uh, the 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 mom of the house uh, she, she didn't like that there were too many shenanigans, and so she uh, we all took a break. Fucking everybody in Colorado that we stayed with smoked. I'm like, guys, do you know what year it is? You know this is horribly bad for you, right? And I should say I take that back. The kids in the family did not smoke. But everybody else smoked. And, I, you know, it's like, uh, guys, it's negative out there. Negative degrees. Maybe you would give up smoking so you don't have to stand in negative degree weather. So there's a break in the movie because, of course, people have to smoke. So they pause the movie. Uh, a bunch of people go outside and I, I'm walking down. I've had some, you know, had some stuff to drink. I'm feeling good though. I was super happy. And, um, I, I passed the mom give as I like to put it, given the business to one of her kids about talking during the movie, like trying to clamp down on the fun you know, trying to take this movie very seriously. And it's, 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 one of the things that bothers me, because my mom does this too, where it's like, 
she just can't like like we had home movies transferred from from eight uh, millimeter film to DVD. And I remember I said you, we were watching it and I commented on something and my mom's like, shh. And I'm like, it's a silent movie. There is nothing going on. Okay, just calm down, right? Which is not what I said, but that's certainly what I was thinking after the fact. Because it's just like, and, it, and it's so insane too. You can watch this again, right? It's not like we're in a theater. It's not like anybody paid to come in. It's not like we're bothering, you know, anybody. Uh, this is the wrong place to be watching this. But anyway, I digress. So we we get out to uh, the, so so she's giving her kid the business, and I walk outside to stand in the zero degree weather. Um. Because uh, I had an, enough to drink that I couldn't feel it. And um, uh, uh, Miriam's brother and his wife were out there and I was talking to them. And I was I was sort of like mad that like, oh, so there's the other thing where like the sister's husband, he's this lawyer and he had to go to sleep, you know, because he had to work the next day. And so like we all kind of had to tiptoe around because of him. And it's like, guys. This cannot be the first time this has happened. What is the backup plan for this? What is the contingency plan for this? This cannot be the contingency plan as everybody walking on eggshells. The plan has to be he wears earplugs or he takes the room in the basement and, you know, we sort of jockey around sleeping a little bit. Like, this cannot be the plan. And, and because, you know, they're, they're like me. They're older than me, and I fucking know better. So I'm, I'm, I'm venting my spleen, as they say, uh, to um, uh, my brother-in-law and his wife. And I'm, you know, and I'm talking about the shirt that I'm wearing, and I'm like, look, I've learned. I, 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 I bought two of these shirts because I know I need two of them, and they're not a million dollars, so why not? You know, and I'm going on this whole thing, and like the whole, the whole motif around the whole rant is I've learned, I've evolved, I've picked up things, and I've learned. And then the mother comes out, and she sits down, and she says something like, oh, I was just talking to, what's his name? The boy. And I was like, yeah, you were giving him a little bit of the business. She was like, no, I wasn't. I was like, yeah, you were giving him a little bit of the business. And she starts hysterically crying. Like, just like I've never seen anybody. You would have thought somebody had died. She was crying so hard. And I'm like, oh, no, I have, I have seen people cry that hard. It's been when people have died. Uh, and not reserved for any other reason. So she, and then in addition to crying hysterically, she keeps saying, please stop, please stop. And I'm like, okay, okay, I've stopped, I've stopped. And, she, and then she just keeps saying it, please stop. And I'm like, yes, yes. And so I just finally had to leave. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed, bye. And I just went in, closed the door and I'm walking to our room and I see Miriam and Miriam, Rightly so, you know, I, many times, I have drank too much. 
Sorry. I, I, my goal is not to throw up. Let's keep that clear. But, you know, I, 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 I do enjoy drinking. And I, I'm walking back to our room, and she's sort of coming out as I'm going in. And I just look at her and I say, I've ruined everything. She's like, no, you haven't. I'm like, yes, yes, I have. I have ruined everything. And so we go back into the bedroom. We start talking about it a little bit more. And I'm, I'm starting to get really upset because as we've learned, my whole motif was I've learned something. I've evolved. I've grown. And, you know, for those of people who've known me a while, know that I have uh, ability to rub people the wrong way. And, you know, I think I misread the room. And I think, oh, we're all in this party together. And, hey, isn't it fun to, like, rib each other a little bit and, and give each other the business? And then people don't like that at all. No, sir. They do not care for that. So... I, when, when, the, when the mother walked out onto the porch where everybody was smoking except me, I even remember consciously saying to myself, like, okay, that rant that you were doing about her husband, that's over. We're not going to say anything about that. We're going to be cool. And, and I just, I felt like I had just completely fucked up everything again. Oh, by the way, I did not throw up that night, so good. Yay me. Self five. So then the next morning she apologizes. She said, sorry for freaking out on you. But, I mean, it really, it really put a damper on the whole experience. The whole trip, honestly, for me. Because uh, it really, like, I mean... It really made me question myself and doubt myself and 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 how much of it was her? How much of her, her is apologizing? Uh, is her just being nice and whatever? So I just, yeah, it was funny. Miriam came back and she was like, hey, you know, she said that, you know, she'd love it if you come back and watch the rest of the movie, you know, that night. And I was like, <laughs> no, I will not be doing that. Thanks. Um what the hell is this thing doing? Um, oh, I've run out of music. God damn it, Apple, Apple Music, iTunes. You're so goddamn slow. How have you stayed in business, right? Like, this thing should have downloaded in three minutes. I can pirate an entire movie, a, a 800 megabyte movie, in less time it takes you to download a 65 megabyte song or album. What's the matter with you? That's it, iTunes. We're done. Only using you for podcasting. Right, because the podcasting service, those things actually download in a reasonable way is because they're all distributed, right? They're all on different services. Uh, None of them are on the iTunes service. All right, more in a second. So the one bright spot of that whole trip was um, so uh, there were a lot of a lot of uh, teenage late early twenties boys in that house, and uh, uh, they uh, a couple of them had girlfriends, and uh, one of them 
actually both of them were okay, reasonably attractive. Uh, there was one that had a pretty nice bod. And uh, she, the nice bod one, she was, uh, we were upstairs watching the movies and, you know, heat rises, whatever. And uh, people were complaining about that it was warm up there. And she looks over at her boyfriend and she says, well, if this was my house, I'd say just rip your shirt off. And then uh, I know she was probably referring to her boyfriend, but um, I just pretended like uh, she meant that she would do that, and I was just thinking to myself, oh, let's move the party. The party's moving. Yeah. Uh, sure, why not? All right, so on to better things. Um, okay, just a random thought. Uh, I was watching uh, 50 First Dates. Uh, I wasn't watching it. I saw that it was on. And by the end of the movie... Spoiler alert. We uh, find out that he that they have a kid together. And so he makes this VHS. This is an interesting thought, though. At the end of the movie, he makes a VHS that he leaves, uh, you know, on a, uh, on a VHS player next to her bed. And it says, play me on it. And uh, so she does. And... Uh, well, hang on. Mike adjust. There we go. Uh, so, uh, he's, and then she watches it. And then she gets out and goes out of her room. And then she realizes that she's on a boat. And then it's her and the husband and this kid who's like seven or something. So... That's that's a weird thing. How in the hell is he making this VHS? How is he updating this VHS? Where, you know, we're like... Because they're on this boat now, and space is limited. It's not like you can just bring... And this is, you know, before the age of digital. This is VHS technology. I mean, where's he getting all this editing equipment and storing it on a boat? Anyway. But what I was thinking was... You know, originally I was like, oh, this is so shitty for, for everyone because, you know, she can't remember anything and, uh, you know, they got to start over every day. But then I realized that, you know, nothing is hotter than the first time you have sex with someone. Right? Like, it's all new and it's all exciting and, like, everybody's up for everything. And so, like, he could just totally be like, no, no. Hey, baby. Hey, I got goo-goo. I'm Adam Sandler. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. I'm just going to do that for now. Ah, uh, hey, baby! Uh, you like anal! You like it! You know, because she doesn't know. And and who knows? I mean, she, she's been doing this for a while. She probably didn't have that many boyfriends. Uh, she, she didn't know she doesn't like anal. She's like, hey, um, do you know why I'm shitting blood? Uh, no, I have no idea! 
you know. Um, and then, of course, she gets pregnant. And then by, you know, she wakes up one day and she's nine months pregnant. She must have flipped the fuck out. How did that happen in one day? So uh, it was uh, it's it's the end of January. Uh, for those who are keeping score, uh, we just had another SF Sketch Fest again, which is always fantastic. So uh, the we we didn't really see that much. Uh, the two big highlights was we saw the UCB folks do Ask Cat. Uh, no Amy Poehler, sorry everybody, but uh, Nathan Fillion uh, from Firefly fame was the uh, guest monologist, uh, and John Gabris was back, and Gabris is always amazing. Uh, they they did a whole thing about. Uh, 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 fucking a turtle and then like uh, uh, murdering your spouse because she fucked a turtle. Anyway, it made more sense. But it really made me witness the UCB sketch show that they had on Comedy Central like a hundred years ago. Because I felt like, you know, with a little bit of tuning and tweaking, like most of those sketches could have been on that show and it would have worked. And so, you know, there's... I don't know. I just missed those guys, and I thought it was great. Um, the other big event that I went to was Daniel Handler. Ah, who's that, you say? Why, he is the real-life Lemony Snicket. So, if you have not seen Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events, now airing on Netflix, and by the way, at some point, like 20 years in the future... There's going to be so much good original content on Netflix that's just backlogged that people are just going to be like, oh my God, I can watch this forever and never run out of anything. I could watch five seasons of Daredevil like right now. That sounds so amazing. Because right now, you know, they do uh, a Daredevil and then some time passes and then they do an Iron Fist and then, you know, or not in that order. But anyway, so I am envious of the children of the future for all the great shit they get to watch. Anyway, oh, but we were having a discussion the other day about Netflix and about their original content and how they've been really stepping it up and doing great stuff. But really, they had to, right? They had to do original content because... Uh, they're, they, they wanted to get away from the disc-based service. The streaming service was not where they wanted it to be. Uh, and the deal that they had for the prices that they could charge for streaming, you know, got jacked up at one point. Their stock took a hit. They had to lay off people. Like, it was a whole thing. And really, their only option was to do original content because they had to say, like, screw all those other guys. We have to have stuff that we can depend on for ourselves. And so that's uh, and that was born. It was awesome. And then Amazon's got now their original content. It's great. It's a beautiful time to be alive. But Daniel Handler is the guy who wrote all the Lemony Snicket books. And he is wonderful to see talk. He's very funny. He's a San Francisco native local, still lives here. He he uh, writes the whole show with like four other dudes uh, in San Francisco. He makes soup. Everybody comes over. It's a great time. The one or two things, because look, I could just sit here and just tell you everything that happened. Uh, maybe I will. 
It was an hour long. You got time. Where are you going? Uh, he uh, said that if you look at the sets that are in the show, uh, a series of unfortunate events, they all are the idea of what a five-year-old thinks that thing is. So, for instance, there's the banker's office, and that consists of a desk and a vault right behind it, right? Because that's what a five-year-old thinks a bank is. The other really interesting thing is, is that everything is a set in this show. There is stuff that looks like it was done outside. It's a set. Uh, and then he did have quite a bit of control over casting. Um, you know, uh, somebody showed him, uh, or, or now I don't know. I don't know if he brought it up or somebody else brought it up, but there is this Patrick Warburton movie called the lady chasers in which, uh, Patrick Warburton just basically talks to the camera a lot in black and white and they were like, well, that's the guy we need is a guy who can talk to a camera and make it look interesting. But anyway, watch the show. Joan Cusack is great. Neil Patrick Harris is great. Patrick Warburton is great. Everything about it is great. It is a little depressing, though. I'm going to uh, just uh, play out this last one. And then, uh, God, we're only like, what, 13 movements into Carmina Burana. And I'm already going to have to jump all the way to the end of number 25 after this one's over. So um, I had this uh, realization the other day that, um, you know, nerds uh, don't understand (laughs) the way the world works. They think they do, but they don't. Uh, and nerds originally were, you know, so happy that Marvel was starting their own studios and they were going to roll out, you know, all the Avengers movies one at a time. And then they were going to do. And I, I have to say that, you know, for the most part, those single, you know, Iron Man, Hulk uh, movies. Well, actually, no, they didn't do a Hulk uh, as uh, as. Uh, Marvel Studios. Uh, They just introduced the Hulk when they get the Avengers together. But people were super excited, right, when when this was happening. And then I think some shift happened in the nerd brain. And they were like, oh, studios now cater to us. And now we have the power. And (laughs) so... Then they got greedy. They really animal farmed the shit out of this. Right? Here we go. Big ending. So the nerds, the nerds, they rose up and they started getting bitchy and really starting to dictate like the kind of movie they wanted to see. Like it wasn't enough that all of the nerd properties were gonna get made they were now like oh no 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 no! not only do we want you to make them we want you to make what we want and we are going to uh broad not even broadcast it's gonna be a 
uh, yes or no, right? Like, either we like it or we don't. And that's going to be as much feedback as you get. And the problem that we come into is comic books constantly reboot themselves. They change. They evolve. You know, the the Flash that you loved in the Golden Age is not the Flash. I mean, hell, there's been like four different Flashes of Barry Allen and uh, Wally West and Kid Flash and just all this stuff that's like, if they're going to try and make a movie of your favorite comic book thing, it's really hard to make the one that you want. And the reality is, is you're never going to satisfy everybody when there's just so many options. And this can be seen no clearer than the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four, the, the guy had a different take on it. He wanted to try something different. What if the superhero didn't love their powers, you know, and didn't like didn't know and it was freaked out by them and the nerds didn't like that seven percent seven percent on rotten tomatoes i've talked about this before and the problem is is the nerds thought ha we are the dictators we will tell you minions what movies we like seven percent for you we found it distasteful but the reality is is the movie studios were still the king and the and the kings looked at them and said, no, you don't like the Fantastic Four? Well, guess what? We're not making a Fantastic Four movie again because you gave that one 7%. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I think I wrapped that up nicely. Okay, so from me, from the music of Bright Brown and SF Sketchfest, try not to freak out on anyone too hard. And let's do this one more time. Till then! You.